Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, on this, look at this. It's already the 18th, okay, of January 2021. We're all getting it done. All right, so there you go. All right, so I, I can't imagine. It's already the beginning of the third business week, also known as, if anybody goes to the gym, what's today? Come on, you people out there. What's National today? dropout day. The day everybody Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into that story again because it's kind of sad. But, yes, it is. Nat- Thank you, Jamal. It is Hi, National Dropout Day. Hi there. All right, hold on a second here. Sorry, folks, I've got to do this wonderful thing. Okay, I, I have unfortunately muted you all. So, uh, Mr. One Call to Jamal, that's all. Could you please... Hit star six on your phone, and then we'll be able to hear you. Oh, here it is. Here he is. All right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, from the lovely St. Rose office, a little under the weather, but still kicking, we got Jamal Ely. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Hey, everybody. All right, Jamal, so tell them, you know, we got people from California, Arizona, and Nevada on this call, and... So some of the people don't know who you are, unless they've been watching you guys, now that we have that simulcasted. I'm going to say it like that because it sounds cooler. Yeah, uh, you know, the Success Center every morning. So tell them a little about yourself, how long you've been doing this, and all that stuff, please. Uh, West Coast, Best Coast, first of all, yo, California, Arizona, shout out. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Jamal Ely. Uh, this is my third year in real estate. Loving every day of it. have a background in hospitality. It's where I did most of my uh, – most of what I did prior, um, did nightclubs, bartend, managed, pretty much everything you can do in the hospitality from top to bottom, from the strip to the dirtiest dive bar in Vegas when I started. I am here. I'm excited. <laughs> and uh, Real estate's been a great calling for me. It has, hasn't it? Tell me a little about your uh, production level as we, uh, you know, your, like your start, you started out hot. And then, uh, you know, you've had a couple good years here. So tell me a little about that as well. I've had a couple good years. And the thing that I look at is I never try to go back to – I always try to kind of build on it. Uh, yep. I'm always hitting 20, 20% year on end. Last year I did um, – obviously was one of my best years. Um, I hit a little bit under 20%, about 19. Uh, this year I'm, I'm going to try to hit for about 30. So it's about 32 deals this year. And just uh, keep on grinding. My first two years were all skill-based training, so I just grinded, learned every single script I could, figure out a way to have confidence in my speech, and really just find ways to improve myself on my communication. My third year was all basically dedicated to customer service, where I just figured out better ways to, uh, you know, to, to, to manage people and help people and really make it really effortless to work with me. Uh, so this year is a pretty hefty goal. I'm going for 32. Already kind of obviously, um, you know, with everything happening at the end of the year and the beginning of the year, it's been uh, it's been a challenge. But you know, I've already put a couple in the escrow since I, you know, obviously my sickness, and uh, we keep on rocking and rolling. So I can't complain. Yeah, not everybody knows that you're technically um, COVID positive right now, <laughs> and yeah, you still right. did the call with me. So. Yeah, yeah. I know, so that's been, crazy. He's COVID but positive. But, it, you know, what the crazy part is, is even with these two weeks, it's been such, a, I mean, obviously not the, the, a good process, but it's really a good, a good reflection process. Because yeah. you always you always have these different, um, 
I love like we we talk about Victor Frankl's man's search for meaning, and it's always about yeah. the attitude and how you approach things. So with me being out, I really had to. You never really appreciate the people you work with, and I'm really thankful for like, you know, Evelyn, Ray Langston. I'll give them shout outs, and a lot of people, you know, Sherry Pan, who've been who've been pretty wonderful in helping me out, delegating uh, delegating some showings for me, helping me when when I wasn't able to be out there. So. It's vitally important for who you work with to have a you know that trust factor and that environment around of people you trust. So, big shout out to them and everyone in the office who's been, I mean, fantastic and wishing me well and everything. So, it's uh, yep. You know, there's it, it, that's one thing about love about real estate. You could really, it's not about the competition; it's about the cooperation that that gives you the longevity. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and everybody you just mentioned has been. Uh, I think I've done two classes now. I'll do another one today. Talking about scripting, you mentioned skills, and that's what I noticed about you right away, Jamal. When you came on, you um, you got right into the skills right away, uh, and and I it, that's not common. Just so you know, even though for you it was, and I think uh, part of that is your training, part of that is your just your personality way of being. Uh, and before we move on to that, I also want to mention that uh, I agree with you. I've been here almost what six and a half, seven years now. The one number one thing I noticed when I came to this company was how cooperative and team the culture is. And, uh, you know, I totally agree with that. So mm-hmm. awesome stuff. Now tell us a little about, I mean, because, you know, going from you did, would you say 19 last year and you're going to go to 30 this year. First off, tell them how you're going to do that. Uh, yeah. So basically one of my big things is from my database, I do a lot of, obviously databases is my bread and butter, but this year it's really about sourcing your business. So I think that's the best way that, I, that I'm really focusing on this one is how I hold myself accountable. So from my database, I'm going to do 12. Um, I'm going to do five expired, five dispos, seven, uh, seven just as it just sold, basically from that script, and then three from outside referrals, which means that I know that I, I'm pretty much, I'm not just, uh, kind of, before I was really vague about it. Like, all right, I'm going to do this many transactions, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to really try to hit 14 doing this. Where this year, I really want to focus on, okay, look, I know that I need to have 12 for my transactions because I have about 200, like, really, really good people, A-plus, MVP people in my database. So I know I'm going to do, I should be doing 20, but I said 12. So anything else, I mean, I'm, I'm going to hit really good strides. Now it's helped me focus where I know I have to get five from the expireds. I know I have to get five FISBOs because that's going to put me out of my comfort zone. So the more uncomfortable that I am, I know that's how faster I'll grow. So I'm basically just trying to find exponential and scalable growth now and then improve it and those factors and see where, you know, the numbers don't mm-hmm. lie. So the more that I can see where I can make the improvements and really facilitate helping more people and really hammering down those uh, those different sources, I know that's going to further my business and then hell, 32 to 50, then 50 to 60, and then, you know, so on and so forth. But that's what I'm really looking for. I just look at how many, how many families can I help and how am I really increasing my sphere of influence to people outside of what, what I'm usually comfortable with. So I feel like that's been cool. really good on, on helping me, helping me focus and drive to where I, to what I need to, because before it was me more saying, "Ah, oh, well, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to really get to the fizzbows today because I made my calls in this one." Where now it's really finding better ways to scale up my prospecting, which has been helpful. I love it, and that specificity you're talking about is so important. Like, you know, 
a lot of agents I'll talk to. Okay, so you sell 10 homes last year. What are you going to do next year? More. That's not an answer. That's a cop-out. You've got to be extremely specific because, remember, we're setting our own mental GPS. You know, that's kind of what you just explained going through that. I totally, totally agree with that. Very important. Actually, I'm reading a book right now you'd love called Factfulness. I'm listening to it. Factfulness. It's about all numbers that would really – it's really an interesting book about the world done by like a uh, a guy out of uh, I think he's out of Switzerland or Finland something like that he's a medical like statistician type and uh, it's, it's a pretty crazy some of the I mean, stats that's, that he throws at you and that's what you gotta look at like the only thing because we always have figure out ways to lie to yourself right Right, and I always it's like no matter what because our egos are that that of it, and I mean obviously it's it's a continual process, but the only thing that the, the math is universal language, right? Right, like numbers never lie, but we always try to get you know uh, I want to get away from the evidence because with that it makes me feel uncomfortable, and I think in real estate the biggest thing that we're trying to do is create these reactions, right? And yeah. even if it's the you know, the, the uh, what do you call it, the pain of discipline or the pain of mm. regret, you have to figure out which right. one, you, you know, you, you're more willing to live with. Yeah. But I feel like when you go in and you actually look at the numbers and you, you know, some people stray away from that. We're real competitors and the people who, who I've seen who are doing really good in the, in, in the business, it's it basically those reactions of, you know, those gut punches help them move forward. And I think that's one of the biggest ones is you got to be willing to fail forward and you got to be, you know, you got to be ready to to have those disappointments and really habitualize that so you can move forward into it. Because at the end of the day, we're just building confidence in ourselves. So it's those right. little sm- small pulls that we just need to make in the right direction and make those hard choices, even if you know it doesn't make us feel the best. Right, right. Like I, you'll appreciate this one. Like a big lie that's floating around the NFL right now, which is. Of course, it's Tom Brady because Tom Brady's still in the playoffs and Bill Belichick is out. So Bill Belichick wouldn't be the same without Tom Brady. <laughs> I, mean, what, what, what a, what a champion, I knew you'd man. like that one. What a champion. Jamal is a Patriots fan, in case you didn't know. So, so am I, obviously. Yeah, yeah that, that, that cracked me up when I saw that. Even on some of the new, uh, uh, you know, ESPN, and I'm like, you guys, are you really serious? Anyway, we'll see you next year. But yeah. So, yeah, the specificity, and I'm talking about like you just said, and, and let's just let's just be honest. If you're going to lie to yourself, why not lie to yourself positively instead of yep. negatively? Because we all skew the truth to ourselves. We can justify just about anything, which usually means that comes with excuses. Or we can set the bar and get if something is important enough to you, you will get it done. If something is not, you will come up with excuses why you cannot. Agreed. Exactly. You can you, you can either make money or excuses. Which one do you need to write about? Yeah, you, <laughs> which is so true. And this this business one of the great things about this business is that you're an independent contractor. And you mentioned the pain. I've look. I've been talking about that. I love that statement that you just made. The pain of regret or the pain of discipline. Here's the here's what people some people I think don't realize though. The pain of discipline is way less painful than the pain mm-hmm. of regret. Yeah. But, so, and, all right. So, you're, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and I think that's one of the the one of the hardest things that I had to overcome, especially being a new agent. There's a lot of, especially in that St. Rose office. I mean, there's a lot of heavy hitters and fantastic oh, yeah. agents in there. And I think that's the one thing that it's really hard because it's the comparison, right? 
you yeah. know, me being not even, I mean, even three years into it, and you got agents who are 20 years, it's hard because you're always going to kind of compare yourself towards a lot of standards and when they're, you know, what they're doing and how I'm reflecting in it. And you, I feel like when you try to be competitive and you go out there prospecting, it's hard because, you know, you're always trying to do better, but you see people around you doing better. And I think that's like one of the hardest things about real estate is you got to step back a moment and not focus on out, you know, outside things. It's all internal. It's all right. just focused on what you can do, what's going to drive you, how, how did you walk out better person than you walked in? So yep. I think that's vitally important for, for people just to realize that, you know, I honestly, especially for my skill level is, I know I should be doing better. And I have to stop myself among other people to say, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I can't focus on the things that I'm not doing. I just have to focus on the things I can build to become. And right. everything else, I think that that's what really helps with your emotional and just you keep insane in this business. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you mentioned something earlier, like I'm listening to that book, Factfulness, and he talks about 50 years ago, the difference between today and 50 years ago is amazing, especially from a world poverty standpoint. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. Like, you know, uh, if, if you were living in a country where, he, he puts them in tears where you're a poverty. Uh, you know, if, if your child came down with just about anything, okay, there's a 50%. There's a 50, 50 years ago, there was a 50% mortality, mortality, mortality rate of children in the lower, lower, you know, uh, poverty brackets of the country. Today, it's down to like less than 20%. Think about that. You have to make a decision. You know, if, could you imagine that? And then when you, you mentioned Viktor Frankl. I remember the first time I read that book, and I still listen to it or read it now and then, where he said, I could tell you within days of somebody dying by the way they passed out their cigarettes. I mean, could you talk about watching that unfold? People are dying. And he said when people stopped saving them and started giving them away, you you knew they were done. (laughs) I'm like, could you imagine – I've been to Birkenau and I've been to Auschwitz. So you see these things. I mean, it's, it's invaluable. I mean, I think that book really everyone should if they yeah. have to go into real estate because it's the biggest thing about how you determine your attitude and really what the three things you can't only control in your life are mm-hmm. yourself, your relationships, and your environment. Like who you hold close yep. to you, how you, how you approach the day, and who you decide to have relationships with. So I think it's mm-hmm. vitally important. So that book is fantastic if no one's read it. I highly recommend it. It really makes you appreciate everything you have. So, I, I mean, I hope it does. But we're in a culture where some people have to be the victim. And, you know, if you're looking for reasons why you're a victim, you'll find them. And if you're looking for reasons why it's the most incredible time to ever – it's the most incredible time to ever – see, I always walk my through this process when I try to still feel sorry for myself. I mean, it's the most incredible time to be a human in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. 95% of the technology leaps have happened in the last 100 years, and most of them in the last 75. So it's incredible. Could you imagine even 10 years from now what it's going to be like as far as if you want to li- – I listened to a book called The Future is Faster Than You Think. It really made me go, holy crap, what's possible is amazing, right? I mean, and that's – so we're doing – I'm doing the, uh, the new Darren Hardy, um, like his coach and everything oh, I love right that. now. And, yeah. you know, he brought up a great point. You know, we're living from, like, the 2000s to now in the safest time in the entire world. 
like in the yeah. safest time in the entire world, and not even just nationally but globally. But if you watch, yeah. see, this what's crazy because they're trying to condition you with all these, I mean, especially with like the news and the media and everything else. Oh, yeah. They want to tell you all these terrible things that happen, but if you look at, you know, there's there hasn't been any wars in the past 20 years. There hasn't. I mean, obviously, with advancements in modern medicine, we're, we're figuring out ways to, you know, to at least curb and, and, you know, help more people on a global scale. You can literally get capital digitally now with things like Kickstarter, GoFundMe, where, I mean, these are a lot of things, but if you only watch the news and only subscribe to, like, negative influences – you got to think that 87% of your thoughts are negative thoughts. So that means you only have 13% of positive thoughts. And it's really, you know, when we talk about that, which which habit are you going to feed? You know, are you going to go yeah. in the negative direction because yep. it's an easier process? Or do you want to be, you know, always figuring out, how, you know, what's the silver lining? And not necessarily for the best positive, but, hell, the best way to move forward and eat your cereal with a smile, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because this guy, Hans Rosling, uh, he's from Sweden, actually. I looked that up while you were talking. In that book, I'm listening to Factfulness. They, they, they um, asked, uh, I don't know, they randomly asked people in all countries, is, okay, are things better now than they were 50 years ago? Or are they worse? Or are they the same? Now, I don't need to tell you. Well, 70% of people said they're worse can you imagine it's been 50 years ago and there's so many reasons why everything you just said as far as violence, safety, mm-hmm. uh, poverty, it goes on and on and on. Now, of course, you can say global warming. You can say all kinds of stuff. But what he, what he attributes, and I love this because I'm just so in tune with this, what he attributes, the global mostly negativity, and he's very politically correct. He said selective media reporting. Selective. In other words, they only take out what sensationalizes and makes things look worse than they actually are. Because if you do the numbers, like you just said, the numbers are the truth, baby. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly better time than it was 50 years ago for so many reasons. So, you know, I guess you can, you know, it's one of those things. You can get what you're looking for. Exactly. So even, even if you go to the Bible, the Bible has many different stories. You can justify different stories, different ways of being. Like you can say, you can go in there and say, look, uh, it's easier for the, uh, you know, for a person to get to the eye of a needle, you know, a rich person than it is to get to the, well, that's if you have a love of money, not just making money. It also says, you know, in, in the Old Testament, it also says that, uh, you know, that, that uh, story that's in there about, about uh, you know, the master gave each of his servants X amount of money and the one who did nothing with it was the one who was scorned. I mean, so you, you can look, saving money, being productive. It, it doesn't say in the Bible that that's bad, but people will say that it does. It does not. So, I mean, you can almost justify any story you want to based on data. So I always said to myself, then why would you ever want to justify everything sucks, it's terrible, and, uh, you know, as opposed to there's, to me, there's even more reasons. And it also takes less energy. And it's, like you just said, the pain is less for the pain of discipline than it is the pain of regret. Yeah, but I think, I think that's what you have to – I mean, that's, that's a part of the, the journey, right? Like you don't want to make the million to make the million. You want to see the, what, the, what, what it took to make the million. Like that's the craziest part is that you've got to enjoy the journey, and it's always, it's always the hardest is, is the first couple steps. And that's like the word that I'm – 
I got two words that I try to, to I try to uh, anchor with right every year, mm-hmm. and this year's inertia. Like inertia is really big. I just have to start it in that forward progress, forward progress, forward progress, ninety day right. cycle. And as long as you have that inertia going, you know, at the end of the day, you're the only. So I, you know, for people who don't know, I I fought and I trained for a very long time, and that's what I loved about fighting. It's the only thing you can do in this world that's it's singular, and only you know when you can quit. So when somebody's hitting you right. or you're on the ground or even when you're doing jiu-jitsu, you are, are, are in charge of that, right? So there's a whole right. bunch of things going to it, and you have to most of these moves that you have to go into, you have to go into bad positions to take yourself out of it. So how, how are you willing to put yourself in a bad mm-hmm. position with a client to get them the best possible outcome? How are you willing to put their interests first? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what the best part about real estate is, is that once you really understand it, you don't control the market. And you certainly don't control the price, but you can control your your reactions. You can control your emotions, and you can control basically the transaction. I think like that's what people get us for, and that's what being a good agent is: is the ability to you know tell the truth, be honest, and still hold that integrity going forward, no matter what the situation. And I feel like people resonate with that because even in the worst situations, if you're still there with them. You know, I'm just dealing with a lawsuit. I'm, I'm dealing with this. You know, this is the divorce. But you get it, and you make it easy to work with you. And on top of that, you still get them what they're looking for. Oh, there's nothing better than yeah. that. And that's when mm-hmm. that you really start to have that progress of the people who want to do business with you, the people who retain, and the people really start saying, no, 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 he's good. And I think that's where you build most of your confidence from is just being in there. And when everything else is negative, you tell them the truth and you still keep a positive and more importantly, you keep your emotions in between the lines. So, right. great. Absolutely. Well, what brings me to my favorite question, my man? You know, you have so much to share. I want to hear this. Okay, so now knowing what you know now, by the way, before I ask you this question, you're at the mm-hmm. cusp right now. Something you said earlier reminded me. You're at that cusp, three to five, and with you, it's going to be more like three. You're at that cusp where everything you do is going to multiply faster because you're going to get repeat and referral business because of the way you do your business. You know, usually I say three to five, but someone who's been prospecting like you, it usually starts in the three, three year range where, and you're probably already seeing it repeat and referral business. So it's like you're not running on the hamster wheel as much anymore because you have traction. You have residual stuff coming to you because of your database, right? So congratulations. You're right at the beginning of that. Yeah, that was my biggest, I mean, I, I got, one of the things that I took from it, especially from hospitality, is no matter what you do, and it's just like walking into a bar, and that's how I kind of uh, had that relevance to real estate. Like, anyone can drink anywhere, right? But they come to a bar yeah. for an experience. They come to see stuff, and at the end of the day, I think that's how uh, we are as real estate agents. So it's the same hospitality that people are coming in for. Um, so... Yeah, it was, you know, mm. uh, it's a, it's a it's a complete moving process. So right out of the gate, I I pretty much asked people, why would you choose me? And then what they they would usually be honest with you. Well, you know, you're doing this, or hey, look, you're not in the business that long, I, and I wasn't afraid to ask. Okay, fantastic. Well, I know you have an agent that you've been working with for a long time. Why'd you choose that agent? Or right. you know, what are some of the things? What are one or two expectations that you have? So in, a lot of people stray away from the people they know, love, and trust because that's a hard conversation, and they have a lot of, I mean, that vulnerability. Like, what if I messed up? You know, what am I doing? Or they're too focused on that people. Where I just 
did <laughs> ask a lot of questions and was like, hey, look. And it worked out well. I mean, my first listing, I mean, I was crazy, but I took a 7% listing on my first one because I was just told that was that was what you're supposed to do. So my first <laughs> one was 7 and then I didn't even know any better. And then once somebody told me, oh, well, you shouldn't be charging 7 you're not worth that. Uh, I, another agent told me that, and it messed with me for like a year and a half. But then, yeah. you know, I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know if I have a, con-. you know, I felt vulnerable. I felt insecure because, wait a minute, what, am I actually worth this? Am I overcharging? Like, why, what, what value am I bringing? And I worked hard for the for those seven for both of them, and they, didn't, I mean, it, I made it extremely easy for them, and I still doubted myself. And now it's in there, and when I, you know, I have seven percent listings, and I, you know, I charge people, and. Now it's they, they believe in it more, and I believe in myself more, and that's one of the things. Is don't ever listen to what anyone says unless, or, or just take it with a grain of salt. Take it right. with a grain of salt and question everything anyone says, me included. That's what I try to end all yeah. my success uh, centers with is question, but figure it out for yourself. And see, that's what's crazy. We go in, and for the people who take my success center, uh, it's not about the hour. It's about the one or two questions or the one aha moment or one thing that you got from the week that you can implement in your business to be more successful. It's right. that conversation in passing. It's talking to you, Rick. It was talking to top producing agents. It's going out there and role-playing stuff that I'm not comfortable with and then getting on the phones and feeling that, like that vulnerability for it. Because once you feel that vulnerability, you can at least build off it, right? Yep. Because you're like, I, I well, don't feel we- this way. Well, what do I do? Yeah, no, I I agree. You got to be careful who you bounce things off because it's like letting a little helium out of your balloon Shh, when mm-hmm. someone tries to do that, especially early on. But I want to finish with this question today. So knowing what you know now, what are the three most important things you've learned that you would tell them to focus on, whether they're brand new or trying to go to the next level? Um, always, always, always work twice as hard on yourself as you do your business as a gym room. Uh, that's been the, the good thing. I mean, even if you're not getting where you're at prospecting wise, always practice like a professional. Um, so that'd be one fail forward. I think is always a good one. And in that, in, in that it just never stop moving. Always, always go to your goals. Always have like a schedule to fall back on and you, and you'll always be right on it. And then, uh, wait a minute. Lose your smile. I heard, What's I, let me tell you what I just heard there. Success is a verb. It sounds yeah, familiar to yeah. you from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Go yeah. ahead, number three. Yeah, but uh, and then uh, never lose your smile. I feel like never. Uh, I, that's when uh, I just think you, you you gotta you gotta not take yourself so serious. And I, I know that's hard for some. You know, if you're analytical or you're a driver or something in there, you're probably like ah, but never take it too seriously where you're getting you know you're losing sleep over it. I think we all do that. And especially with 2020 and, you know, anybody who's, who's had, you know, unfortunate events or, you know, coming around, like at the end of the day, this is our career, but never, never let it affect the people around you. And I think too many people are business oriented. They forget about what makes them personally great. So if you can still hound around to that, I feel like that's most important. Never always be true to yourself and never lose your smile. And it helps you get up every day and keep it rocking, baby. Keep it rocking, baby. And we I, I can't wait for you to come back and uh, take back over, take the bull by the horns. I know that you're itching, but I know that you're keeping your business going, as you said earlier. You know, everything we go through makes us stronger. And I know you know that, especially from your mm-hmm. past, you know, fighting and so forth, too. 
Uh, and that, you know, think about that. That is a major discipline that, I'm, that I can see that you – think about this. Major discipline, major customer service. Those are your backgrounds before you got into real estate, which has been tremendously helpful for you, and your ability to jump in and learn the skills necessary, you know, is invigorating. So good job, my man. Yeah, and I think, I think it goes down to those two things. That as real estate agents, we should always have. Help as many yep. people as we can, give the best customer service we can. But like if you just stay yep. true to those two facts, you'll be good. Yep. That's a, that's a, that's a Zig Ziglar. Almost Zig Ziglar says, if you help as many people get what they want, you will always get mm-hmm. what you want. Exactly. All right, my man. Well, everybody. Hey, Jamal, Jamal, thank you very much, my man. Hope thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Shortly. You're the best. I really appreciate you taking your time out. Everybody else will do this again in a week. I will be doing the success series, excuse me, success center uh, class for Jamal this morning at 9 o'clock. So it will be on that link that the email, the email was sent out over the weekend. If you can be on there, great. If not, well, whatever. If, you, if you're taking success series, you know how to do that. That's been going out. It starts this week. My first one this year, 1 o'clock today. Hopefully you can all be on there. You guys are the best. Thanks, Jamal. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Happy helping, everybody. Peace. Thank you, buddy.